0: Please be seated. I love to go to Christmas pageants. That's because one of the young actors always makes an observation that will contain some profound theological truth. Christmas pageants may not be the best drama, but they are a wonderful source of sermon illustrations. I remember one pageant from many years ago when, during our dress rehearsal, the young girl who was the narrator was very nervous, and she was trying to make up for that by sort of joking around. So she got to the part in the Gospel of Luke that reads, And Joseph also went up from Galilee to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Delivered, she cried out. What is this, UPS? Well, she was trying to be funny, but she hit on an important truth. Christmas is about a very special delivery, God's delivery of God's self to us Through the birth of his son. These days we take convenient delivery almost for granted. We can have almost any item delivered to our home. It's not, not just pizza anymore. You can get almost any kind of food or drink brought to your door in a matter of minutes. We expect that when we order something from a catalog, that it will be there no later than the next day. My guess is that the big brown UPS truck meet at least one stop at your house this year. And as you know, Amazon is going even a step further by developing a system whereby your parcel will be dropped off at your front door by a drone aircraft minutes after you place your order. No one uses special delivery at the post office anymore since FedEx has seen to it that anything from a letter to a piece of heavy equipment will get to you by the next day at 10 a.m. at the latest. We seem to take rapid delivery for granted in almost everything we do these days, except when it comes to our spiritual lives. For most people, finding God has always been a difficult task, which has required study, rules, spiritual disciplines, and a lot of hard work, and even then the results can be frustrating. Just look at human history. For thousands of years, humankind has sought the divine by building temples, requiring special sacrifices, relying on a priestly caste, developing strict moral codes, composing elaborate rituals often in incomprehensible languages. Even very religious people seem to think that God is out there somewhere, distant and almost inaccessible. Throughout human history, it seems, God has played hard to get. The incarnation, the event that we celebrate tonight, changed all that. With the birth of Jesus, God says to the world, you don't need to struggle any longer to come to me. No, I will come to you. Jesus is God's special delivery to us. The very name given to Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. No longer do we need to struggle and wait in our pain and sorrow. God is with us. God is with us now. This is a unique claim of Christianity. It's true that there is much that is meaningful and valuable in other world religions. But Christianity is the only religion that makes the audacious claim that God is with us as one of us. The word incarnation comes from the same root word as chili con carne. It means that God is with us in the flesh, the carne of Jesus. Theologian Leonard Sweet says God is now in, with, and under everything that is and everything we are. That's it. That's enough. "O come, O come, Emmanuel" has become "Now come, now here," Emmanuel." This is far more than a theological statement. It has profound implications on the way that we live our lives. First of all, Jesus' birth means that God accepts us for who we are as we are. We no longer need to struggle. That might seem an especially appropriate message tonight when most of us are breathing a big sigh of relief that we have once again done everything to get ready for Christmas. We can take a deep breath. But in a day or two, the old struggles of earning a living, dealing with illness, facing a corrosive culture, and living in a country which seems to have lost its ethical and moral bearings all of these struggles will again return. We can easily fall into despair unless we remember that tonight God says again to us, don't worry, I've got this. This is not just mindless optimism. This is the message of Christmas. Richard Rohr says, the incarnation is like making love we can't be fully intimate with someone who is physically absent or through vague, amorphous energy. We need close, concrete, particular connections. Jesus teaches and is himself a message of nowness, here-ness, concreteness, and this-ness. The only time that Jesus talks about the future is when he tells us not to worry about it. This is what the incarnation is all about. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. That's why one famous thinker was asked to sum up the message of Jesus in one word. And he thought for a moment and he said, relax. Relax. The other implication is that if God comes to us, we can come to one another. We can reach out in love and compassion to those around us, not just because it's the politically correct thing to do, but because we now see the love of God reflected in each and every person around us, from our beloved family members to the ragged homeless person on the street. Martin Luther wrote, O dear God, how are we so blind that we do not take such love to heart? God himself throws himself so deep down into our midst and accepts the works of all those who give themselves to the poor as though they had been done to him. Thus the world is full of God. In every lane you meet Christ, you find him at your door. A friend of mine quite literally found Jesus at his door one Christmas Eve. My friend's name is Michael, and in addition to being a devout Episcopalian, he's also a gourmet cook. And he had taken it upon himself to make an elaborate Christmas dinner for his group of friends. The kitchen was in full swing with both ovens hot, Pots boiling on the stove and pies cooling on the rack. Then suddenly he heard a knock at the front door. Cursing under his breath for the interruption, he ran to open it. And standing on the front porch was a street person. Dirty, ragged, smelling of booze. What? yelled Michael. I wonder if you have some spare change, the man said. Look, Michael, said, I don't have time for this. I've got Christmas dinner to make. And he slammed the door. But before he got back to the kitchen, he froze in his tracks. Oh, my God, he said. What have I done? And he ran back to the front door, and he he flung it open, and he looked down the street, and he looked up the street. Empty. It dawned on him. It's Christmas Day, and I have turned away Jesus. And he sat down on the curb and wept. It was a painful lesson for Michael, but he learned his lesson well, and that's why I think he shared it with so many many others, including myself. When Christ comes to us in grace, we cannot but share that grace with others. God delivers His love to us through His Son, and we can deliver that love to others in the same humble, down-to-earth way in which it was given to us. We love because Christ first loved us. We are here tonight to celebrate a love that was delivered to us silently, so silently, so long ago, and yet which still comes to us this night and every moment of our lives. The baby Jesus is God's special delivery gift to each and every one of us. All we need to do is sign for it, accept it, believe it, and share it. And when we do, it will be a Merry Christmas Indeed.